what is the next Nintendo console? Do you have to pay per seat at movie theaters now? And what does a crunch bar taste like? Well, I talk about all that and more on this episode of The Toddcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Toddcast. As always, I'm your host, Todd McManus, on this clear, crisp evening here in North Louisiana. Of course, I just had myself a great Chick-fil-A meal. This is not sponsored by Chick-fil-A, but hey, if they want to, that's more. I am more than happy to let Chick-fil-A sponsor an episode. Get some free Chick-fil-A. That'd be awesome. Alright, I had myself a grilled chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. Their grilled chicken's pretty good. I had it with bacon and pepper jack cheese on my grilled chicken sandwich. The bread they put on these club-type sandwiches is pretty good. Like, you know, there's that regular bread that they have on their rego sandwiches. And they're okay. It's just that I'm not that big of a fan of a pickle. I'm, I'm not a pickle guy. I don't like pickles. So, like, their regular sandwiches are okay if I can get the pickle off of it. But if they put the pickle on there, it just kind of, like, gets kind of everywhere because it's so, like, acidic that, like I've talked about before, you put it at the bottom of a Chick-fil-A bag, you pick up the Chick-fil-A bag, and the pickles are still sitting on the counter somehow because they've, like, pure acid through the bag. Like, I don't understand it. But I'm not a fan of pickle, but I am a fan of Chick-fil-A. But to tell you what I'm not a fan of, great segue, into our first news story that I wanted to bring to all of you is AMC Theaters. Now, I don't think I've ever actually been to an AMC theater before. Um, I've been to many different theaters, mainly Cinemark is the ones I've been to, but AMC in particular, I don't know if I have been. I've been to the Malco Theater, I've been to Cinemark, of course, but I'm trying to see what or where like an AMC theater is, you know, but if you've ever been to one, I've heard they're pretty nice and pretty cool, so this news story about AMC theaters is that AMC seat pricing increase. And I didn't know this because, like, when I go to the theater, you usually just pay like seven or eight dollars or however much it is nowadays. You pay and then you just go into the theater and pick a spot. Or if you go on the app where you can actually pick and reserve your seat because they started doing that because of COVID. And I don't think they... Did they do that before COVID? I don't know if they did. But I know they definitely did it after and during COVID. That you would pick your seat and then it had to be like two or three seats in between the next person. Because of, you know, the distance. Of the social distancing that we used to do. <laughs> uh, and you could pick your seat and then you'd actually be able to go in there. But if you buy a ticket at the door, like when you first get to the theater... Sometimes they'd let you pick your seat, and then sometimes they'd be like, all right, go in there, and then that whoever, the dude or whoever is there, would be like, all right, go down there, it's theater eight, you know. Go down there, turn right at that hall, and then it's on the left. Something like that. And then you'd go in there, and then you would just say, okay, if you're, like, if you're with someone or with a crowd, you're like, all right, y'all want to sit in the front, y'all want to sit all the way in the nosebleeds in the back, or do you want to sit in the middle? In my opinion, the best seats... 
that that's a good question to ask people is what is the best seat in a movie theater in my opinion the best seat in a movie theater is the towards the middle like literally like direct middle like middle row middle column it's because the front row is too close because i'm looking straight up i'm gonna get a crick in my neck the whole time because i'm looking straight up and it's like watching a tennis match the whole time i'm watching this movie where i'm having to just constantly turn left and right so i can get the entire perspective of the screen but if you sit all the way in the back i think sitting all the way up in the very very back is way better than sitting in the very front because when you're sitting in the very back one you're able to see everybody in case you know something bad happens but mainly you're able to see the entire screen you know and you're just on the back wall so you ain't really got to worry about anybody. But sitting like, what would it be called? Like the fifth, fourth, fifth, the, like between rows four and like seven is where I think is the best seating for the theater. Where you're not too close, so you don't have to constantly look up. But still being able to like slightly turn to have to look like, oh, what's happening over there? Oh, what's happening over there? You know, because when you sit in the very back, that's, you're just basically watching TV at this point because, like, watching a living room TV. Like, you're just watching this movie at home on Netflix or HBO Max or whatever. So it doesn't really matter, you know, because it's you, you go to the theater because, of course, that's where the movies come out first, but it's for the experience of enjoying the movie among other people, you know. But I just believe that the middle of the theater is probably some of the best seats and that's why it's like if i'm ever in a crowd of people or whoever it's like i'd always like i do like sitting on the end of the row but if i'm with a crowd of people i think sitting in the middle is the best unless you're a person who has to like go to the bathroom constantly if you got to go pee like every 15 20 minutes then you probably should sit at the end of the row no matter what row it is like sit on one of those rows where it's like at the edge of the theater where it's like a two or three person row there's only like two or three chairs you know because it's like those three chairs the aisle and then the whole you know 12 rows of chairs or however many it is um but yeah, there was never really, it's not, I mean, there are better seats than others. Like I've said, the, the very front row is the worst, and anything but the front row is fine and better. But this is what AMC Theaters is doing, which is, of course, AMC Theaters is the largest circuit of theaters in North America and in the world. And I've never been to one, so... um. Apparently, what they are going to be doing is that they're going to implement this new plan about their tickets and sales, and that they're going to do a price increase. And there's like a whole AMC, like, plus or prime or whatever it is. That's basically their subscription service or something. And I'm trying to find where this ticket price is. That it's going to be variable pricing whereby tickets are lowered depending upon a movie's target audience. 
Okay. Yes, this is true. So... They have this A-list loyalty program. That's what it is. AMC Stubbs A-list loyalty program. If you join it, it can cost $19.95, $22.95, or $24.95 a month, depending upon the state. Um, members of the free loyalty program will have immediate access to the $2 discount for the front row. Um, this is something. So, basically what this is, is if it's a movie that they're going to do like a certain target, if it's target audience is old people, they're going to not upcharge them as much. But also, they're going to start charging where you want to sit in the theater. So if you want to sit in the front row, the absolute like front row, it will be the cheapest. And apparently like the last two back rows are going to be the cheapest. And then the more you go inward from the front and the back, the more you close into the middle of the theater, the more expensive it's going to get. Because even they know that the preferred seating, as what they are calling it, is the middle of the theater. And I agree. Like, sitting in the very middle of, well, to me, sitting in the very direct center of a row is never good. Because if, like, I gotta go, like I said, I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta either squeeze by everybody And then I honestly will feel like I'm going to trip over the next eight people I have to squeeze by. Or something like that. That's why it's like I'll sit in the middle row, but like the end seat. That's where I like to sit. But. I I don't agree with what they're doing. I agree with their point of view that the middle row is the best. But I don't agree with this pricing that they want to charge where you want to sit and that apparently also they're going to charge more if the target audience is a certain age demographic so i mean covid's basically over like it's done you know i mean you can still get it and you still should watch out for it and all that kind of stuff but it's kind of done like that you know covid19 is in the past you know it's over. We kind of everybody's kind of forgetting about it. You know, you got the shots, and I guess that was just to help you out. You know, but I, I don't, I don't know. Like it's it's kind of gone. You know, we don't really pay attention to it anymore. We don't really care. We don't talk about it every day. It's not every. You know, back then, whenever lockdowns would happen, and people were living in fear for days, weeks, even months, even close to a year, and basically ever since last year, when like last year. The beginning of 2022, we were all like, all right, we don't know about any kind of new strands of COVID. Then 2022 ended, and we have so much other stuff to literally worry about. Then it's like, ah, whatever. If it, if it gets me, it gets me, <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting scenario. And I feel like theaters are doing fine. I don't, I mean, I don't see the sales charts and the Excel sheets that, you know, of their sales, but I feel like they're not dying. Like, I don't want theaters to die, of course. I love theaters. 
They're cool. You can get popcorn. You can get overpriced. Where else can I get overpriced snacks to watch a movie? You know? So, I don't know. I don't think that theaters are dying. Other people can say that, say differently. But in my opinion, I think they've made quite the comeback. Um, I definitely think theaters probably would be dead or very close to dead if it wasn't for Marvel movies. Marvel really brought life back to the theaters. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that they're not going anywhere and I don't want them to, but I don't think that because of COVID didn't kill, COVID didn't kill theaters and now they're having to do this price increase and probably blame COVID or inflation. So, which inflation is a real thing right now. So, so yeah, AMC. I haven't been to one. Maybe I'll go to a theater soon. So I'm not sitting in the middle though. Well, I want to sit in the middle, but it's gonna cost more money. So, so on to some gaming news real quick. Especially about the gaming company, one everybody knows by the name of Nintendo. Of course, everybody loves. <laughs> everybody loves Nintendo. Um, for making all your great Mario games and Super Mario and. Super Smash, and Legend of Zelda, and Pokemon, and all that good stuff, you know. So, apparently, recently, I do not own a Nintendo Switch, but I have been wanting one a lot more recently for some reason, and this is one of the reasons why, is because Nintendo Switch Online is Nintendo Switch's, basically, their Game Pass, or their PlayStation Plus, it is their subscription service where you can play online multiplayer with your friends or anybody if you want to. And they also have a back catalog of old Nintendo games. So they on there they have the NES, which is the Nintendo Entertainment System. They have games from that. They have the games from the N64. And now they have just added Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games on there. Which, of course, they might have had games from... Oh, they have games from the Sega Genesis as well, which is a game that I play... Uh, not a game, which is a console I actually owned as a young child because I do remember playing Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which I'm pretty sure came out in, like, the mid-90s, and I wasn't born until 1999. So, I do remember playing Sonic 2. That was a... God, um, but yeah, yeah, they, looking over the list of games that they have, which is not a lot, honestly, I mean, it's very slim, there's only like two Pokemon games on there, and one of them is Pokemon Snap, <laughs> you know, but Pokemon Day is actually coming up, which is a real thing, and I did not know this beforehand, I swear, <laughs> you know, on February 28th is, of course, Pokemon Day, and if they announce that Pokemon, like, old, po I'm talking like old Pokemon games, like Pokemon Red, Pokemon Gold, was Pokemon Blue one of them? I don't know. And then there's Pokemon, like, Sapphire, uh, basically, like, every color, and then Sword and Shield were newer ones and all that kind of stuff. Um, but if they bring out, like, the old, old Pokemon games from way back, way back when, there's no way other way to play it, unless you have an original... Game Boy or Game Boy Advance or Game Boy Color or whatever and you actually have the system and the game to play like Pokemon Red and stuff like that there's no other way to get it unless you buy that kind of refurbished Game Boy or whatever or whatever system it was on and the game that's still got to be in mint condition 
if there, there's no other way to get that. They don't sell it on the Switch store or whatever. They don't have it on any, you know, back catalog or Switch Online. And it's only on Nintendo. It's not on PlayStation or Xbox. So, if they announce... What I'm saying here is that if Pokemon on Pokemon Day, Nintendo or whoever announces that there is at least one or multiple Pokemon games coming to Nintendo Switch Online, then Nintendo is going to be like undefeated at this point because... I mean, Game Pass has been tearing everybody up on Xbox. PlayStation Plus, their whole catalog that they have now on the premium is killing the competition because of the amount of games that they can put out. There's, I mean, there's like a thousand games on there and Game Pass as well. I mean, they got all the Call, they're getting all the Call of Duty games. They already have Doom um, and Skyrim and all and the Halo games and Gears of War and PlayStations, you know, they got the Uncharted games, God of War, you know, they got all these other great ones, Ratchet and Clank, you know, from old all the way up to the newer ones. But Nintendo, all these Switch Online games, I mean, half of them are all Mario games, which is nothing wrong with that. I would love, like, one once I get a Switch, I'm going to definitely get the Switch OLED, once I can get a Switch, I'm definitely going to have to get the Switch online because I want to play the first ever Super Mario game. I want to play, you know, Super Mario 64, you know, which is a groundbreaking game. And then playing, you know, Super Mario Brothers 2 and 3 and Wario Land and all these other games. And Mario, all the way up to Mario Maker, you know. I want to play these games because I never really experienced experienced a lot of these like i had a wii i had a ds i actually did have a game boy way back in the day but i don't know what games i had did i have a game boy yeah i had a game boy but then i had the ds that allowed for game boy games that was game boy compatible that you could put the the cartridge in the bottom of the ds oh that was so good and then the ds you know those little games are like little bitty cards and then the wii happened and then after the Wii was the Switch. And Switch, I looked it up earlier, was in 2017. And it brings me to my next point that there's rumors that Nintendo is starting to... They probably already have. But it looks like they're starting to get ready to put out another console. That they're starting to go away from the Switch, you know. Because now Switch... They, which These are all these articles, you know, and all these people, the editors and writers and all that saying that... Oh, because Switch is going way back, we're having to bring back old games because Switch sales are going down, and that's why they're doing this. And then, of course, the new Legend of Zelda game, Tears of the Kingdom, is coming out soon. It's either Tears or Tears. I'm pretty sure it's Tears. I don't. I, I, yeah, I hardly doubt it's Tears. I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Tears of the King. Is it? I don't know how to pronounce it, but. Either way, there's a new Legend of Zelda game coming out, which is taking place after Breath of the Wild, which is another game I have to play when I get a Switch. I just gotta play all the Switch games. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just excited to see what they're gonna do. I mean, I love the Mario games. You know, I played, like, Super Mario Brothers on DS or something like that. And being able to get, like, a Switch and go back and play those types of games is gonna be awesome. 
Like, I can't wait to get a Switch. You know, hopefully I get one. I, I like I, Honestly, I really want to get one, like, soon. Like, within the next month or two. But, you know, now that I work now, I can get that good old, ta- that good old tax refund. And that could pay for a Switch, depending on how much I get back, you know. Got to turn in those W-2s. I know how it is now. I'm in the workforce. So, yeah. Nintendo might be putting out a new console within definitely within the next five years. I mean, they put they put the Switch out. It was the Wii was in 2011, I think. And then the Wii U happened. And I feel like that was a bust. But then they expounded on that with the Switch. And the Switch was groundbreaking. Just Nintendo has such a good way of putting like useful technology together of having a handheld version this is like the switch was everything they wanted the wii u to be because the wii u was handheld but i don't know if you could like go from handheld to console actually playing it on a tv like how the switch can you plug the dock into the tv and then you play but then you just put the control the uh, little controllers on the side of the switch base and bring it out of the dock and then boom you got a handheld so i'm really waiting to get a switch like honestly like that's the only thing i don't have other than like a pc and vr but switch is probably the cheapest at this point like some vr might be cheaper but i don't have the room for vr you know i gotta have like my own house (laughs) and have like an office room to be able to record the record this great podcast and also play VR at the same time, I can play like Mountain Blade or whatever you know, play the Walking Dead VR game. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I don't see them putting out a new console anytime soon. But who knows? It's Nintendo. You never really know with them. So. But yeah, I'm definitely getting a Switch soon. And when I get one, I'm definitely telling y'all because I'm just going to be playing it all the time. So And it's handheld. That's the main thing is that you can... I don't know how much the, how long the battery lasts if I play it like nonstop. But being able to like take it somewhere... Like I don't know how... Like I don't know how work would be. But like if I had a job where... Or with my job now or if I had a job anywhere... Where, like, you're sitting in an office job, and it's like, oh, I got some downtime. It's like, gonna pull my Switch out <laughs> and just start playing, like, Mario Maker 2 or whatever. So, it'd be pretty cool. I would love to have a Switch. I just, it's, it's one of those where you, if you go on a trip, it's just easy to take. All you gotta do is take the handheld and then take, like, a cord to charge it, you know. So, I don't know. It's pretty cool, and I can't wait to have one. So... If you ever have a question that you would like for me to answer on a future episode of the Toddcast, go down to the link in the description of this episode and tap or click on that link. It'll take you directly to my YouTube channel. And you can go down to one of the videos. And in the comments section, you can comment your question and also your drink, candy, food, whatever you would like for me to officially review on a future episode. As far as questions go, I have one question here, so thank you for this question, and we're going to go ahead and dive into it, and y'all can also play along with me. So, this question is, what was your favorite Lunchable? Hmm. Now i got to look up all the different Lunchables. 
Um, I, I was a Lunchable fan. I was a Lunchable kid. Did I, was it the pizza? The pizza was goaded. I did like the pizza. But, shoot. I think I was a chicken. No, I wasn't chicken. I was not a chicken guy. Was it ham or turkey? Which one did I like? I didn't know. Not the chicken. Get that crap out of here. Okay, turkey and cheddar was one that I liked. Um, it was the, the cheese and the crackers and the little slices of turkey were always good. The turkey one, the turkey and American is the one that came with the Oreo. That one was the go. Oh, tur- oh yeah, turkey and American all the way. That's the one that came with the Reese's cup and the Capri Sun. Like, what more can you ask for? Lunchables is such a great idea. Like, it's so basic and so like god tier s tier level thinking lunchable like can pitch that to somebody lunchable is basically take bringing your own lunch like take like actually meal prep for like a five-year-old <laughs> like lunchables are just the best idea ever made and putting other branded food in there like having an oreo or having the reese cup the reese cup is the one that's the best if you had a reese cup in your lunchable like you were you were the guy or the girl like you were the one like you were the chosen one if you had a reese cup in your lunchable like there was no doubt about it but and the well the only problem with the capri sun is that i don't want to see what flavor this is but the Capri Sun had to be a certain flavor. What flavor is this one? I can't really see it. But there's a different one. Is this the one I had? Pacific Cool was the one in this one. I, was that Pacific Cool guy? Was that the one I liked? or was I, I, If it was like watermelon kiwi or strawberry kiwi or something like that, that was the flavors I loved. But man, that get I, I can I can v- not vaguely I can vividly remember opening peeling that plastic on the launchable and just having that smell of processed meat. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's the same way when you smell gasoline and it smells so good, but you don't know why. It's like, I've been here before. It's like, how, how is it? You know, it's like, a Lunchable smells like deja vu. I don't know how to explain that, but it, if you've been a Lunchable kid, or if you still are a Lunchable kid, I don't know how old you are listening to this, if you still eat Lunchables or are currently eating a Lunchable, eat a Lunchable right now. You go out there, go to Walmart, or go somewhere, and go get a Lunchable. I gotta get a Lunchable now. I gotta be. I gotta review a Lunchable in a future episode because Lunchables are so good. And this all started with asking what was my favorite. I th- the turkey and American was good. It was either turkey and American or turkey and cheddar, but whichever one had the Reese's and the Capri Sun. 
But I was a fan of the ham. Whichever one had the ham in it, I guess that was the one with the Oreo. <laughs> See, we always remember the ones based on the dessert or whatever the candy was that it came with it. Um, yeah. The, the, the ham one was good, and the turkey one was good, and which I was just the meat guy. I would just eat the meat the whole time, and then some of the cheese and a little bit of the crackers. But the meat was always my favorite. Because, God, it was just so good. And I don't know why, but it was, God, it was good. I, I gotta have one again to see if it still holds up. Um, they probably changed the recipe now and put crack in it or whatever. But, yeah, Lunchables are great. I love Lunchables, so, Yeah. I'm having one soon now. This is the, you. You caused this. You caused this, listener. The one who commented this. You caused this. So, so with all that being said, comment your question down below. As always, or as well as your candy, food, or drink you want me to review on a future episode. And we have got two items that I'm going to be reviewing. I'm going to go ahead and open one of these. The first one I'm going to be reviewing is the Little Debbie Gingerbread Cookie. Gingerbread Soft Cookie, excuse me. So this is made by Little Debbie. I know it's only it's, it's February already, but never too late to have a gingerbread cookie. I've never had this before. It is lightly iced. It literally looks like there was... Very small amount of snow on the snow ma- on this uh, gingerbread man. So I'm gonna take a bite of the gingerbread soft cookie by Little Debbie. I bit his head off. Mhm. Mmm. Very cinnamony. I like a good cinnamon. Mmm. Mmm. Oh God. Oh, a little bit too much cinnamon. All right. Cool. Okay. Not bad at first, and it progressively got worse. I don't like it. I like the soft cookie part. I do enjoy a soft cookie every now and again. But that it was very good cinnamony at first, and then if the cinnamon went away, it would have been fine. But it didn't go away. It lingered and stayed and got a little stronger over time. And that's why I didn't really like it at the end. So I would give the gingerbread Little Debbie soft cookie a solid 64. Because I do not want it again. But it's okay. You know, I, I, I'm i not seeking these out. And if I see them, I'm not getting them again. <laughs> but it's not, you know, it's not god-awful gross. Where it's like, oh my god, I gotta throw up because I ate a Little Debbie gingerbread, you know. But it's okay. So... The next thing I have is something I am surprised I actually have never had one of these before. This is, of course, a... What brand is this? This is made by Hershey's. I can easily assume it probably is. Or the Mars Company. But this is a Crunch Bar. Now, I may have had one in the past, but I really don't remember. But... Crunch Bar, which is, of course, a creamy milk chocolate with crisped rice. So it's like some kind of rice stuff. It's always very lumpy on the bottom. It's very, very lumpy. So, Crunch Bar. That's why I love 
Nestle Crunch. Oh, it's Nestle. Okay, that, I can remember. <laughs> I was singing the song, and I remember now. So, Crunch Bar. Let's see how crunchy it really is. Mmm. Okay. Very crunchy. Mmm. Okay. I like it. Going in for another bite. Okay. I can get behind the crunch bar. That's pretty good. Mmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mmm. Very chewy. Well, because of the rice. Um. Crunch bar surprised me. It's very good. I like that crisp rice. On a scale from 0 to 100 with no decimals, I'm getting the crunch bar a solid 82. That is good. I'm surprised. I gotta go in for another bite. Mmm. Mmm. Like, it's good. I can see how I would get old over it. Or, old of it very quickly. But, that's good. I enjoy that. Very good, very good crunch bar. But to end that, crunch bar sitting at a high 82 and the Little Debbie Gingerbread Soft Cookie at a low 64. And if you ever have a question that you want me to answer again or have another type of candy bar, candy in general, drink, it could be alcoholic or non-alcoholic, whatever, just go down into the comment section of a YouTube video on my YouTube channel and comment your question or your food item, food or drink item, that you would like for me to try on a future episode. And I think that's going to do it for this episode. As always, please rate and subscribe. And if you're listening on YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe, and click that bell to get notified when new videos are uploaded. And make sure you follow the Toddcast on Instagram for all your updates and Toddcast needs. And tell your friends and your family to give it a listen. And thank all of you for listening to this episode. And if you want to know what's going to happen next week, we're going to tune in to find out. Only on the Toddcast. <laughs>